Abandon all prejudices, all ye who enter here. Park your paradigms, perk up your ears, and open your minds, as we now shine the laser light of reason on the topic of the penalization of drugs and prostitution. Where's the logic? Hello, I'm David Bolton, and welcome to my podcast channel dedicated to helping people think more clearly, make sounder judgments, avoid superficiality, and above all, to unceasingly question instead of naively accepting what others want us to believe, for this is the path of Socrates. My friends, in case you're wondering where I come up with these subjects that I talk about, I might have mentioned one time or another, I made a master list of things I'd like to talk about sometime. That list is well over 1,100 things. <laughs> and I've already done, I think, I think this episode 171. The problem is just about every day I think of something else that I can talk about sometime in the future, so I'll never complete this list. But the way I do it is on a certain day, I think, well, I really should talk to the public again, but what should I talk about? I look at my list and then something strikes my eye, I think, okay, I'll talk about that. So that's how I came up with this subject. Not that it's so especially important right now, but it's something, like so many things in life, that is worth thinking about. Now, drugs and prostitution kind of reminds you of the stories. Yes, this criminal, he's a criminal because he had such a bad childhood. His father was a drug addict and his mother was a prostitute. <laughs> that typical source. Or maybe the other way around. Uh, could be. Maybe they're both drug addict and both prostitutes. I don't know. I don't care. I, I don't associate with such people in general. <laughs> but anyway, the penalization, that is the punishment for drugs and prostitution. Now, this isn't about whether these things should be illegal or not. That's not what I want to talk about today, actually, because I don't want to talk too long about this subject. Have, if, if so, I'll have to take a bath afterwards or a shower, you know. <laughs> but anyway, one could say... And reasonably so. If people want to take drugs, it should be, should be their good right to do so. I say to that, yes, it should be, as long as you have a system that doesn't include any kind of socialism. Why? Well, because in a socialist system, it's been said by somebody, I forget who it was, some economist, said that in a socialist system, nobody pays for their own health insurance. Everybody pays for everybody else's. So in other words, if one person lives in a healthy manner, takes care of him or herself, exercises, eats well, has pleasant thoughts and doesn't get overstressed, whatever, uh, in general, those people are going to have fewer health problems. Meanwhile, the other person is not taking care of him or herself and is taking drugs and is going to the dogs and not only has more health problems, but they have to be supported, get food stamps and whatever, and others are paying for that. That's not fair. So I say, yes. I agree with Ron Paul there. He said people should be allowed to take drugs they want, but then they shouldn't expect us to pay for it if they have to face the consequences of taking those drugs, becoming addicts and being poor, etc. And that's totally logical. But where's the logic in the way we do it? There really is none. Except if you say, well, but we don't want to see people dying on the streets because they're drug addicts, so we better give them something. Uh, no, in any case, if you have any kind of socialism in the system, then drugs should be illegal. With prostitution, well, here's a trickier subject. A trick, you get it? <laughs> Doing a trick, well, anyway. I think that's one of the terms they use. Here's a trickier subject, because theoretically, it's been said before by opponents of marriage, that well, marriage is a type of prostitution, because sometimes it really is. 
Do you remember that billionaire, some kind of Texas billi oil billionaire, I think he was, years ago? He's like 87 years old, and he had just married a Playboy bunny, 25, and looked totally stunning. Do you think she married him because of because she wanted to have children with him, or because of his looks, or because she was madly in love? No, she married him because he had billions of dollars. Well, okay, they got married then, fine. But isn't that kind of like prostitution? I mean, and how many women on another level because that's kind of extreme. Here we're talking about a really, really rich and really old guy and a really young and super beautiful woman. But what about just an average woman, but she meets two guys and one, you know, I don't know, he works as a cop or works in, a, works in Walmart, a manager someplace there. And the other is a high-powered lawyer. And she kind of likes both of them. Maybe she'll tend towards a lawyer because he has, makes a million bucks a year, for example. You know, things like that have happened. And isn't that a bit akin to prostitution? Well, yes and no. Uh, no, in the sense that women, I think, are biologically programmed to try to, you know, because, you know, if they want to have children, this is an evolutionary thing. They seek males that are powerful. It used to be more on a physical level, you know, when people were beating each other over the head with clubs. You want to be with a powerful male because then he could protect you and your offspring. And these days, well, money does the trick even better because the guy could be 88 years old and maybe he can hardly walk. Maybe he looks like Mr. Burns in The Simpsons, but he has billions of dollars so he can have an entire little army to protect you and he can give you all the money you want, right? So it's not exactly like prostitution unless she then cheats on him. Well, that's another story. But to get down to a more uh, common level, if somebody wants to sell their bodies, well, rent out their bodies you know, for money, why shouldn't they be allowed to do it? We have these strange laws in America. America's, well, the world really. <laughs> look at the world today, how messed up it is. We look at America, it seems like a, an, an insane society in so many ways, even before the last two years. If you think, for example, that in most states, prostitution is illegal. But but in those, some of those same states, it's perfectly legal to make movies that are pornographic. Well, you know, isn't that the same thing? These actresses that do, well, maybe mainstream movies with, with some porn scenes in them, or even, you know, porn films, they get paid for having sex. Isn't that like prostitution? Uh, now, it's kind of different because it's in a more controlled environment. It's in the studio, and her partners aren't going to be really disgusting people. It might be young and good-looking, whatever, so it's more pleasant for her, and she doesn't have to walk the streets and put herself in that danger, etc., etc. But nonetheless, the basic principle is selling the, you know, renting out your body for money to people who want some sexual gratification from it. Well, if you want to do that, uh, you know, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to give you anything because <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't frequent prostitutes. But if people want to do that, uh, okay, now you could say, well, it can spread disease. This is interesting too because in the last two years, we've been forced to keep a distance from people and wear the mask ones because it might spread disease. But some of these same liberal, I won't call, I won't grace them or honor them with the term liberal because that means people who love freedom, right? These leftists, at the same time, they would defend prostitution, right? And prostitution is one of the ways where sexual diseases are spread most easily. So if you have to keep a distance and wear a mask because of some pandemic, oh, sorry, pandemic, then why aren't they against prostitution too because of the spreading of, of sexual diseases? Well, the word hypocrisy comes to mind there, and of course that's what it is. Or they simply are stupid and don't think, and that's also what it is. 
But basically, my view is if you want to be a prostitute, go right ahead. If you want to do drugs, go right ahead. But don't expect help from the others if you go down a bad path there. If you're then down and out, and uh, you know you don't have anything, and and I don't know, you're really poor. In case of drugs, you can't hold a job. Don't expect the people to pay for you. You made the decision to take those drugs, and so you should pay the price. Now, I do think we should help those people, but my help would be okay. Yeah, we're going to help you. You're going to go into some kind of rehab situ situation where you can't get out. It's going to be like a prison. And you're going to be rehabilitated and disciplined as well. You're going to do exercise. You're going to eat only the healthiest foods. And society is going to pay for it. But then you owe something to society. Then you're going to work in community service for practically free. Or no, you'll still keep living in a certain camp where you live in a barracks. So it's cheap for the state, for the people, for the taxpayers. Uh, but then you're going to work off the debt you have to society because we paid for your rehabilitation and you know all your medicines you needed and to to give you a new life but then you owe us something that's the way it should be done however i want to talk about something a little more specific here something i've noticed i noticed years ago it seemed very very strange to me well so many things seem strange to me because i'm i'm an alien from another planet i guess that must be the explanation because otherwise I can't understand most things of what I see here on Earth. <laughs> but anyway, you ever notice, for example, with prostitution, so many are saying, so many leftists, let's say, they're saying, well, you shouldn't punish the prostitutes. They're poor victims of circumstance, but you should punish their clients, right? This attitude, oh, look, he went prostitute. Well, he should be punished, but don't punish the girl because she's a poor victim of circumstances, right? So what do we have here? We have somebody offering a service, hanging out in street corners, putting ads in papers, whatever. Uh, I don't know how prostitutes, I guess maybe these days sort of on apps or whatever. Right? So somebody offering a service that's illegal, right? Prostitution is illegal in most states in America. They're offering an illegal service. And then they have customers that feel a desire to purchase that service. But they're talking about punishing the customers, not the people offering the service. Right? So let's look at what they do with drugs. There you have people that are selling drugs and people take drugs. Are they doing the same thing? Or are they saying, well, no, don't punish the people who sell the drugs. They just want to make a buck. Maybe they had a hard childhood. They can't have another job. They didn't learn too much in school. Don't punish them. Only punish the people who take drugs. No, there it's just the opposite. Ever, ever think about that? There they say, oh, the people who take drugs, the users, oh, we shouldn't punish them. But the people would sell them. Some say we should have the death penalty for those big, you know, drug cartel people. And no, they should be they should be severely punished. The ones who offer the service. Don't you see a little contradiction there? In both cases, you have people offering something illegal, and you have other customers that are buying that. The drugs in the one case, the sexual services in the other. Well, I can understand you want to punish the people mostly who offer it, but then you have to punish the prostitutes more than you punish the, the people who, uh, who are going to the prostitutes, right? Especially since maybe somebody goes to a prostitute once in his life and it just happens to be a sting operation and he gets a, a strict punishment. But the prostitute is doing something illegal all, well, every evening, six days a week. I don't know how many days prostitutes work. Maybe only three days would make enough or maybe seven days a week and maybe in the mornings too. So she's really much more guilty of this than the John, if only because 
Uh, I don't, you know, the typical prostitute, I don't know how many clients have a day, I don't even want to think about that, but say they have three or four in a day. Well, the John, he's not going to be having sex with prostitutes three or four times a day just because you usually can't do that, right? So she should be punished more than the John. So what, what does this come from, actually? Let's think about this. Why should we punish the customer of the prostitute more than the prostitute? And she sometimes, people, oh, she shouldn't be punished at all. But on the other hand, with with drug users, well, you know, they sh the, the customer there should not be punished, but the person who offers the service, the, the, the salesperson of drugs, they should be punished more, the dealers. It doesn't make any sense. Unless, of course, the forces that are pushing this sort of logic, in quotes, are those who want to destroy society. Because let's think about this now. If we do what they want, then we're not going to punish prostitutes. We won't have prostitution all over the place, right? But maybe it's still illegal, and then we can punish the Johns, right? So first of all, you're demonizing men, because almost, well, the great majority of people who are prostitutes are men. So first of all, you're demonizing men and punishing men. Second of all, then, you're not punishing prostitutes so they can offer their service as much as they want. In the case of drugs, Yes, you are punishing the dealers, but you're not punishing the users. And of course, as long as you have users, you're going to have dealers. <laughs> yes. So in other words, in the end, you're going to have a lot more users and a lot more prostitutes. Well, that sure seems like a pretty weak society to me. It would be better, okay, let's punish severely the drug dealers and also severely the prostitutes. Let's get them all off the streets. And also punish the people who use those two services. How about that? How about that? So did you ever think about that, though? Why is it that prostitutes shouldn't be punished? Why do we assume that they're always poor victims? A lot of times they are, obviously. But, you know, you know, in my life, you know, I'll talk to anybody. And there have been situations where I've talked to people who work today in the porn industry or even prostitutes. I just happened to meet them and I was curious what ask. And, you know, you'd be surprised what you hear. If you think that prostitutes, they're always, you know, they're always drug addicts and they have to support their habit. Well, you know, the rehabilitation centers for that, right? Uh, but uh, or maybe that just their father abused them and that happens. Well, the father, uncle or other males, I don't know. And so they're messed up psychologically. Yes, that happens. And these people do need help. But, you know, I, I met a couple who were prostitutes and they were perfectly happy with it. And they chose to do that. One of them told me. Well, you know, I didn't get good marks in school. I could have worked in a McDonald's and worked 40 hours a week <laughs> and, and made a pittance, made like, you know, 900 bucks a month. Or because I have good looks, I could a prostitute and make 10,000 a month instead of, you know, whatever it is. Well, you, what, did I say 900 a week? 900 a month at McDonald's, right? I guess it's more or less 1,000 a month. And then why well, can make 10 times that as a prostitute, don't have to work eight hours a day. And so they chose to do that. They're women that actually choose to choose to be prostitutes. They're women that some of them even like sex, and if they're really good looking, they can they can pick and choose. They don't pick every you know they wouldn't accept every client. And if they want to do that, that's you know I don't care. That's fine with me. But to think that all prostitutes oh they're just the victims of circumstance that's simply not true. A lot of them are, but even with those even with those people. You know, there are a lot of poor women that don't go into prostitution, so why do they do it? As an astrologer, I know, well, there's certain constellations they have in the charts and some people that are just more open to sex, and they get into sex when they're younger age. And, of course, if you start having sex with your 
many boyfriends when you're 13, 14, and then when you're 18, some guy comes along and says, hey, I'd like to do it with you. And she says, uh, get out of here, creep, you're 45, and I'm only 18. He says, I'll give you a thousand bucks, and then suddenly she sings this different tune. Oh, a thousand bucks? Oh, well, I want to buy that that nice suit, or I need another thousand towards my new TV set I'm going to get. See, some people think like that. And of course, there's some males that think like that as well. I'm not attacking women here. I say that for the benefit of somebody who accuses me of being maybe a male chauvinist. Oh, horror of horrors. <laughs> I say the things the way I see them. And I use reason as my guide and, and my knowledge of human nature. So sorry if so certain people might not like what I'm saying here. But I think what I'm saying is perfectly clear. This one woman go into prostitution or they do porn. I, I knew a couple in that area. Don't ask me how I met them. No, I, I wasn't doing that myself. But anyway, and they said, no, I, one of them there told me, well, I just like to do it. And I don't have to sleep with everybody. And they're good looking guys in the porn. And I get paid, you know, 500 bucks a day or whatever it was. It was years ago. And so it wasn't that she was forced. She wasn't a drug addict. She wasn't forced into it. As a matter of fact, she had a job in a furniture company where she was making, you know, relatively good salary. But she said, well, I do this on the weekends and I make, you know, a few extra thousand dollars a month. There are women like that. Anybody that, that doesn't want to believe that is a fool. You don't know human nature. Of course, the women like that. Of course, the men like that. People, there are people that sell their souls to the devil for an extra thousand bucks a month, you know. Uh, <laughs> for example, <laughs> for example, I saw some interview with a nurse. And when the COVID vaccines were rolled out, she said, well, I'm getting 2,000, I think it was in England, I'm getting 2,000 pounds more a month. They're giving us 2,000 pounds. That's a lot of money. That's like over 2,000 bucks a month extra to give the COVID vaccines. And uh, yeah, I really need that money because my kid has to go to college, etc. In other words, she didn't question whether those, those vaccines could be harmful. She wasn't listening to any of the doctors who were saying, hey, caution here, people. These could be hurting people. She didn't care about that. Because she was getting an extra 2,000 pounds a month. In other words, people do anything for money. There'll be a lot of stories that coming out. For example, in some pharmacies in America, did you know that pharmacists, I read this about a year ago, some pharmacists were being paid over, I think it was $25,000 a month if they would give the jabs in their pharmacy. $25,000 a month! You know what that is? That's over a quarter million a year extra that they're making if they give the jabs in the pharmacy. And I don't mean that they're making that money, you know, to pay for the, 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 these poisons themselves for these jabs. I don't mean that. They're just making, the, the industry is paying them 20, over 20000 a month to give that, because then you get more people vaccinated. Because the criminals behind all of this know very well if you offer people a lot of money, they're not going to question, they're not going to want to go down the rabbit hole and question and look at other scientific opinions. They're not going to want to do it because, hey, I'm making, you know, 20 some thousand extra a month. But people do anything for money. And of course, that's why we have prostitution and that's why we have uh, uh, porn and such things, right? Now, with prostitution, yes, there are some cases where the woman just doesn't see any way out. She has two kids, she has to. Although, you know, I'm about to launch into a Charles Dickens story. I was about to say she's so poor, she and her two little children are going to starve to death if she doesn't make money somehow. And because she's still a bit attractive, she sells herself sexually. But uh, let's be realistic here. In America, especially in Europe, in Spain, in Italy, in, France, in, in Japan, there's, we have a, a, a social network 
I don't think there are people like women and their two little children dying of starvation in the streets. And so that's why she has become prostitute. Is, is that even possible in our society? Because in that situation, she goes to some government office and she gets on welfare and she gets food stamp, right? And she has two children. She gets money for the children. Uh, you know, that's like Charles Dickens day back in the 19th century where women really had to become prostitutes. In the 18th century, it said, I think, what was the statistic in London? I think one of every 10 women was a prostitute because back then, you know, there was no kind of social network. You notice I say social network. I don't say socialism. A big difference there, but I won't talk about that now. But back then, if a woman didn't have any money to live and she couldn't get any jobs, she would literally starve to death. And in the streets because she couldn't live any place because she couldn't pay any rent. But that was 18th century, or maybe you know Charles Dickens, what 1850s or whatever. That's not today. So this tale of oh yes, she had to get into the prostitution or she would have starved to death with two little children. Is that even possible? I know it's not in Germany, it's not in Spain, it's not in Italy, it's not in France, it's not in England, it's not in the US, it's not in Japan. Uh, where is that even possible? Maybe in India? I guess in India it is. Although in such countries, usually there's a, a stronger connection to family, so your family would take care of you then. In South America as well. In America, you see, we like to get away from family members. Well, dad's getting up there, he's 78, he's kind of forgetting, well, he could be getting Alzheimer's. In this time, you know, you know, Frank, a uh, woman talking to her husband, Frank, uh, you make a lot of money in the time for your father to go into the old age home. <laughs> but uh, in, in South American countries or say, in Central American countries, Hispanic culture, also in Italy and France, is more a tendency, oh, well, he's my dad, of course he's going to live with us until he dies, right? So there, you know, if your daughter's, if your daughter, say, has a child out of wedlock and, and she's really starving to death, the parents say, oh, you come back to us, we'll take care of you. But in America, they might say, hey, you know, she, she got herself in a situation where I could do anything. But even parents in America would usually take them in, right? So a story about, oh, poor Sally had to become a prostitute because otherwise she's going to starve to death and her two little children. Uh, Tell me, is that even possible in America? Unless, of course, she's on drugs, she's spending all her welfare money on drugs. Well, yes, then she could starve to death. But then, Sally, you know, maybe you shouldn't have started drugs, and maybe you're on them, get some kind of rehab program. You know, uh, there are ways that you can be helped. Unless you're in San Francisco where the problem's so great that, yeah, then you're going to just become homeless out there. But even with homeless people, I remember some study did in Germany, because Germany had such a social system, right? What they couldn't understand was that, that in Germany, where it can get really, really cold, you would have homeless people freezing to death on the streets, even though they had homes where they could go, you know, a place where they can go and sleep and have heating and have food, and they just wouldn't go. Why not? Well, because in those places, you couldn't get drugs and you couldn't get alcohol. So some of these homeless people say, I want my beer, or I want my this or that. So they'd, they'd end up falling asleep out on a, a day when the temperature is you know, 10 degrees Fahrenheit, <laughs> well below freezing centigrade. And, and they'd end up, you know, just freezing to death while they're asleep. So there's some people you just can't help uh, unless you say they're crazy and we're going to force them into some kind of a, 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 a camp where they're helped against their will. But then the civil liberties lawyers come and say, you can't do that. If they don't want to go, you can't force them. Of course, in this pandemic, at the beginning, members were saying, if you don't want to get vaccinated, we're going to put you in camps. So then suddenly it's saying a different tune. What the devil's the matter with people and society? But I want to point out this little thing, just as 
an example of how some laws really make no sense and the laws are being made for political reasons and and just because of emotional reasons with the drugs and the prostitute people so i understand that you think of drug dealers oh there might be murderers and cartel people we have to get we'll give them the death penalty or throw them in jail for the rest of their lives right but the drug users don't do that with the users because hey i like to smoke a joint every once in a while no i don't personally i don't i never did but some people, and that's what it is, uh, well, you know, every once in a while, I might like to take a little cocaine, snort a little cocaine or whatever. So I know what drug users, they shouldn't be penalized. Well, I think they should be. In any kind of system where you have a social network and where others have to pay, if you become a drug addict, we have to pay for you. No, then you should be penalized. It should be a question, the judicial system should be a question of ethics. It shouldn't be a question of feeling, oh, well, that's not convenient for me, so I don't want to ever get punished. So, no, the, the drug user should be, you know, nothing should happen to him. No, that's not the way you set up a, a sound judicial system and justice system. That's not the way you do it. It should be based on sound ethics and sound reasoning. And with the prostitution, I think the customer shouldn't be punished and the prostitute shouldn't be punished unless they commit you know other crimes or whatever i mean if the customer beats the prostitute well yeah they should be punished unless he's paying her so she would let him beat her that gets in the s m sort of stuff and you know uh what the hell is the matter with people is all i can say <laughs> you know people go to people and they want to get you know whipped half to death and stuff like that really uh the human being is a pathetic animal let me tell you but I'm speaking once again from an alien perspective, I suppose. <laughs> I have to laugh at myself and my own weird sense of humor at times. But in any case, whenever we see laws, we should ask, where's the logic behind this law? Where's the common sense behind it? The sound reasoning? Where are the ethics behind the law? Because the, the legal system, the laws we have should be based on sound reasoning and solid ethics. And so often I just don't see it. In that consensus, we're talking about sexuality. <laughs> Something happened in Massachusetts about 30, 40 years ago. A young couple goes into police station and says to the desk sergeant, Sergeant, you have to arrest us. And he said, well, why? You steal something? Said, no, no, no. Kill somebody? No, nope, nothing. What is it? And they said, uh, uh, we performed oral sex on each other. And the sergeant said, <laughs> he laughed and get out of here. You're crazy. He said, no, no. They took out a book and said, in our state, it was in Boston, in Massachusetts, there is still a law against oral sex. It's considered like sodomy or gomorrah I don't know what they call it. And he said, get out of here, you're crazy. No, no, here it is. And to be sure, there was a law that had been made in the 17th century that it was considered a terrible perversion and a crime against God and whatever, and ter something terribly illegal to engage in oral sex. It was still on the law books because no politician had the guts to say, you know, I think we should make oral sex legal. Why wouldn't they say that? Well, we're talking about 40 years ago, not today. Today they would say all kinds of reversions should be legal and it should be displayed in public, right? But back then, <laughs> we're only going back 40, 30, 40 years, no politician would want to come out and say, you know, in our state of Massachusetts, we have this law against oral sex. That's ridiculous. Let's make it legal because then his political opponent or her political opponent would say, oh, look, that person's a pervert. Why are they saying this? Right. So they just didn't change the law. In the end, the cop didn't throw him in jail. He just kicked him out, basically. But they did this not because they felt guilty, but because they wanted to point out what ridiculous laws are still in the books. 
And when the big changes come in our society, I would hope that that the populace itself study the laws that we have, and they and they really think about some of the laws that are there and about how ridiculous they might be, and they ask themselves whether they're based on sound ethics and it's it's really reasonable or not. And if it's not, then those laws should be changed. They're just done away with in a lot of cases. So that was my little rant for the day about some particular cases in our justice system. And uh, yes, if now if you listening to me, if you're a prostitute or if you're a drug dealer or if you're a customer of prostitutes or drug dealers, please don't feel offended by anything I say. Because remember what I said, I think all of that stuff should be legal. But in that case, we have to do away with any kind of socialism in our society. And if you don't want to do away with that, then those things should be illegal. Because otherwise you have people just, you know, dropping down and not being able to function as society. And then the others have to pay for their mistakes. And that is simply not fair. How do I uh, achieve that conclusion? Well, because I reason. I think about the things more deeply and I reason. And that's what we do. I and perhaps you too. All of us who are on, that's right, the path of Socrates. Thanks for following me today and until the next time. Bye now.